Well, let's, let's continue with what we began some weeks ago. This is part five, living the realities of heaven on earth. I think you'll be able to see me from behind there. All right, let me come over here. But here, every word that I'm going to say, if, if you don't see my shoes, that's fine. You don't need to see my shoes. You need to hear the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Warim Priske, you're welcome back. Good to see you back here. Hallelujah. So then, let me make a statement here which is important. Be walking around so that those who are behind there can see me. Agnes McKinney, you can see me. Yeah, I'll be coming around there. That's okay. And then uh, it's as we continue to wait for the presidential election results. Let us believe God as we pray this morning. For peace, and listen this, healing and restoration of this nation. The healing also that needs to take place. Because some people take it too deep in their hearts. It's like without elections they won't leave. Or without their man and no woman getting in they won't leave. Not so. It should not be that way. There's that one man who we know, and his name is Jesus. So let me say this, and understand as a pastor, and all some, you may be this side, you are supporting candidate A, probably marry you as Mio, praise God, no, just, just kidding. But on this other side, you have another candidate who's contrary, supporting Kenya Kwanzaa, or some, uh, the, the other two candidates. Let me tell you this as a pastor, because I'm pastoring both of you. Amen? There's no faction. There's no division in the body of Christ. Don't take that position as if it's the position of your salvation. We are one in Christ. So I'm pastoring both of you. So that's important for me to tell you this. And, and then uh, if you are living by faith and your trust is in the Lord... You shall listen to this, what I'm saying. If you live by faith and your trust in the, is in the Lord, you shall never know disappointment. Never. I'm talking no. No is a big word. It's an intimate word. Opportunities will come for disappointments, but you'll never know disappointment. You see what I'm saying? That's very critical. So don't take this, you know, a leadership very important because bad leadership and bad governance, uh, you know, brings on the governorship and all that. It it's, it's, can be terrible for a nation. But we have a higher pastor. We have a higher citizenship, which is in, in heaven. So you'll always be confident. You'll always be confident in Christ knowing that you belong to who you belong to, and therefore you will not be moved whatever the outcome. Amen? You'll not be moved. Till and I was sit on, uh, I think we, did, we, we voted on Tuesday, and then now uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, I think we were more out, and then on Thursday, went to the office and came in the evening, and I sat down to watch and, and watch. I think I 
said probably what? Is it like two hours back and forth or one and a half plus probably? Ah, I was tired. I really was. You go to these ones, they are showing these numbers. You go to this other one, they are showing these numbers. You go to this other. So if you're in this part, in this part you watch this channel alone. That's deception. That's deception. That's not God. That's terrible. You know what I did? And I'm telling you, like Jesus would say verily, verily. Of course, he didn't speak King James version. But as you say, the, the scripture say very, very. You know what I did? Tina went you know, to the office to work, and I went to my home office to work, and then at some point I took Holy Communion. I realized I've gi- I'd given myself too much to, to that thing. I'm not used to that watching television that long, especially if something is not edifying. Numbers from this channel and this channel and this channel, all of them contradicting one another. I took Holy Communion, and I said, Lord, it's over. I woke up on that Friday morning, Early in the morning, I woke up, I think before 4 a.m., to get into the word and prayer, and I washed off all those things. In fact, when I woke up in the morning, those numbers were in my mind. <laughs> you know, you wake up when you go to the washroom and the numbers are there, and I know, no, no, no. I thought, I'm not going to live this way. I'm not going to. I'm telling you the truth. I woke up, I went and washed them away by the word of God. Uh, I sanctify them by, their, by, by your word. Your word is truth. That's John 17, 17. And, 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 and John 15, 3 says, You have been made clean by the word that I've spoken to you, Jesus said. I, I cleanse myself from that. And from that, no. Feel anger free. I'm not bothered. Really, I haven't. And I haven't bothered. And we could go, I think, on yesterday, like three minutes or so, check out and say, hey, let's watch something edified. Hey, my spirit ought to be edified. Don't be edified by numbers of us, me or Kenya Kwanzaa. No. Oh, pastor, you ought not to be talking politics here. And I'm not talking politics, but let me tell you something. I'm a voter. And I have a voice. Who told you that, Pastor, where do we live? We live where? We live in heaven? No, we live here on this earth. Those citizenship, our citizenship is heaven. I have a voice to say that. And you'll hear it for the rest of my life. And if there are things are burning in my heart, I'll say them. With no fear. Are you unquiet? Praise God. <laughs> Let me go back to my assignment. But, you see, I pastor both of you. Or the side. Huh? And they let this parking be edifying around in this compound. You understand? In the compound, don't ask people, so, so our party is winning. Don't, don't, go, don't go into that. Don't go in that. And turn off your, your mobile data here right now. Don't check anything. If you are checking now, you are sinning. I'm serious because the presence of the king is in the house. Don't check anything. Don't check an announcement. Have they announced yet? No. I'm giving you the big announcement right there. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Chapter 3. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. In verse 20, the Amplified Classic Version, what you've been looking at is we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. You see that? And from it, say from it. That's our operation. From it, 
also we earnestly and patiently await. And that's very important. The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Savior. From that perspective, from that state, from that homeland, we were from it, we earnestly, also earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. I like the way the message translation says, there is a far more life to us. There is a far more life to us. We are citizens of high heaven. Oh, I love that. We are citizens, say it. I'm a citizen of high heaven. We are citizens of high heaven. I told you everything about God. High. Up. Everything. Not law. Quiet. Hakuna matata. That kind of thinking. No. Everything's got high. Above. And then I'm going to ask you a question that I asked you last week. How different will you live on this earth if you knew you have a short time to depart from it either by death or the rapture of the church? How different will you live? I want you to meditate on that. I want you to think of it before I say anything. How different? How different? Are there adjustments that you'll be making? If you knew you had a very short time, if you knew the rapture is just about to take place, or if you knew that you don't have a long time to live on this earth, how different will you be? Will you be paying attention to the elections? You're about to go home forever. How focused will you be? Are there things that are happening in your life right now that you know they are not pleasing to the Lord and you say, I need, you've been saying, I need to get rid of this. <laughs> Let me say this one here. Some, sometimes believers will dress up in church, go to church, but there are things that are happening in our lives that we even know that they are not godly, but we say, yeah, but I went to church. Let me give you another one here. Or maybe you've been saying, I'll end, up, I'll end this affair soon. But you've, you've continued in that affair for a long time. And you know it's sin. Will you end it up tonight if you knew that the day is coming and it's soon and it's tomorrow? And will you go deeply into repentance and asking God, I ask you to forgive me for this ungodliness. And probably go to your wife or to your husband and say, sweetheart, I've been in a bad affair for a long time. Brother Francis, will you say hallelujah, brother? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but, but these are things that happen. I'm a pastor. I've been pastoring for over 20 years now. The pastoral team, actually. And these are things that happen, but believers just dress up and think it's okay, and they continue living. How different will you live? If I say that, so every one of us should come to the altar and say, God, forgive me. This is not pleasing to, to you. Let me give you something. Let me give you some hope here. Amen? That's hope right there. Just now ending the, 
Det er fair, that's all. That's all. Uh, <clears throat> all right? In, uh, in John 16, 13, from the Amplified Version. John 16, 13, Amplified says, But when he, the spirit of truth has come, or comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak from a, he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son. And this is what I want to focus on. Everything is good, but I want to focus on this uh, today. He will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will disclose to you what is to come in the future. Say, he will disclose to me what is to come in the future. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's very important as a believer in Christ to know that, that the Holy Spirit, you walk by the Spirit and he discloses to you what is to come in the future. Let's go to the next uh, uh, version. I think I used also the Passion Translation. The, past, the Passion Translation says this, uh, that uh, but when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of truth within you. Remember we are talking about what? Living the realities of heaven on earth? The word of God in Psalm 119 verse 89 says, the word of God is forever settled in heaven. So he will take the word of God and reveal it to you and unveil the reality of it within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father, and listen to this, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Listen, if you're walking with God and we're living a spirit-filled life, nothing should ever catch us unawares. So do you know what the, the Lord is doing right now? He's revealing his purposes and his plans. And this is what he's saying. I'm going ahead of myself. Let me, say, let me make some statements here. One of the reasons for the Holy Spirit showing us believers in Christ what is to come in the future is so that we may prepare. Or we can prepare. Prepare. You can put that in capital letters. Let me say it. Prepare, prepare, prepare for what the Lord is about to do, for what he's doing in his body, and listen to this, for his coming. Prepare. He reveals. It's, it's, it's an, it's, you know, it's, it's, how do I put it? Um, um, if, if you knew something is coming and it's big, and you know, an example is a, a wedding of your daughter or your son and whatever it is, something being coming up, you will prepare. Is that so? That's common sense. How are you preparing for the life to come? You'll prepare, will you? Come on, if Tina and I are coming to your house, will you prepare at least a, a cup of water? At least. 
A cup of water, prepare, boil it. I like warm water. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? You'll prepare. So that's the very reason the Holy Spirit showing us believers, like what you're saying prophetically, for things to come, so that we may do what? We may prepare. Before the first appearing of Jesus Christ, prophets were speaking uh, concerning his coming. This was so that God's people could have prepared. Unfortunately, listen to this, many weren't prepared. Unfortunately. The prophets were speaking. Remember even the book of uh, Matthew, uh, of the John the Baptist, Matthew uh, 3, 1 to 3, the Amplified Version. Uh, listen to what he says, actually. There's so many words there you need to, to, to highlight. Listen to this. In those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the wilderness of Judea along the western side of the Dead Sea and saying, this is what you're saying, repent. What is repent? Change your inner self. Remember the four things that I gave to you last week. Huh? If you knew that's the, that's the end of your life, it's coming close or the rapture is coming, the first thing you do is what? You live a pure life. That is what? Repentance. The second one? You rely entirely on the grace of God because what does the grace of God do? Like, like what, what we see in Titus, the grace of God teaches us to turn our backs from ungodliness. What is that? Repentance. Changing our way of thinking. The third one you do? You'll be watchful. You'll be watchful. Alert. Vigil. And the last one is what? You warn others. Because it's not the will of God for any man to perish. But all to come to the knowledge of the truth. And it's the patience of God. And loving kindness of God. That's why he's released it to us. So that you may do what? We may repent. Jenny, so good to see you. Welcome from Mombasa, Kenya. <laughs> I think I saw you last Sunday too. Repent, change your inner self, your, your old way of thinking. You may look young outside in your appearance, but your thinking is old. Seriously? You may look young outside. There are some who are in their 20s, yet in their thinking, not like they are Old in a, in a, that does not, does not mean that their old thinking is, you know, you can be, you, well, the older you become, let me put it this way, the older you become, the better you should be. In your thinking, in your pursuit. But I'm talking about the, the full, foolish old people. There are some that way. Oh yeah, we see in the scripture, don't say like I'm, I'm insulting old people. There are some who are foolish. I remember a certain man years ago, much older than I had been the ministry for long. So he told me, so tell me, brother, so you are, in which ministry? Is this the one who used to be called Jerusalem Ministries International? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. And let me tell you something that I learned. What? Don't stay there for too long under someone's ministry. You need to think of starting your own. I made that mistake and I started late. I thought you are old thinking, foolish. You know what God has called me? If he's called me to be under pastor's word and color for the rest of my life, I'm going to. You understand? I don't have to start my own ministry. You understand what I'm talking about? And then some people have that thinking. So, 
So, so look at this. Was that wise counsel? No, his age. He, he had the counsel of the flesh, not the wisdom of God. Okay. So repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. What is all that? Preparation for the coming of the Lord. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. Oh my goodness. That's the way it should be. People should see like, you're different now. Used to be this way, but you're different. That's repentance. There is fruit in your life as a believer in Christ. And then he says this, seek God's purpose for your life. Seek God's purpose for your life. Say, I will seek God's purpose for my life. And he says this, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what follows it? Remember who's speaking? Who's speaking? John the Baptist. And who was he? He says, I am what? The voice crying in the wilderness, prepare for the Lord is coming and the, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So what was he calling people to? Preparation, to prepare. And look at this. This is one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said, the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare. I'm shouting, church, prepare. The Lord is coming. Change your way of thinking. Live a pure life. Seek God's purposes. Prepare. They're like, you acting like a madman. That's what they thought about John the Baptist. I'm not the first one. At least I have a suit. He had camel's outfit. The voice of the one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the road for the Lord. Make his highways straight, level, direct. Don't have panya panya roots. Meanders. You know, you know, lying people have long roots. You are so 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 when did you come? Uh, you know, actually, last Sunday, what happened? The answer is either yesterday or last week. Have you noticed when people are used to lying, they're never straightforward. As growing up, I tell my elder brother, I think he's five years older than I, I told him, I, I tell him, you're the one who taught me how to lie. I used to lie, and I'm not, it's not something like I'm pleased to say, but I used to lie until when I met like with Duncan, I don't know what I told him last time. So you have to be looking for information of what I told him. Then I, I get a new story. That is t- terrible. Terrible. He's the one who taught me. But you know now, I'm straight. If you ask me, so when are you? Da, 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 da. If you am not able to do it, I won't be able to do it. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe we'll see another day if I'll be able to do it. Be truthful, Josh. A truth. You know, a, a lying person is so confused because they don't know. Actually, they know. The, the, the devil is the father of lies. Choose to be truthful. That's the fruit of repentance. 
a change of thinking. Now, so, so why does he prepare his people? That's very important. Why does he do so? Second Peter 3.9. Remember, he, 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 he speaks to us prophetically, shows us things to come so that you may do what? Prepare. Prepare. Look at Second Peter 3.9. It's, it's a, a mouthful. But this means that contrary to man's perspective, this is the reason why he's answering this is because he says in the last days there'll be scorners and, and mockers. They'll be saying, where is this promise of his coming? Since our fathers died, things have been going on just the way they are being, you know. When is he ever going to come? It's been about 2,000. He says in the last days. Don't you know that they're increasing now? And then he says this. This means that contrary to man's perspective, the Lord is not late with his promise to return. Church, the Lord is not late for, is, is not late to, is not late with his promise to return as some measure lateness. And then he says this, but rather his quote-unquote delay simply reveals his loving patience toward you. Let me say something here. Some people say like, you know, I've been sinning, but I haven't stopped this sin. And since I've not been hit by anything from heaven, those stones coming from Mars or Pluto or somewhere, I think I'm okay now, but no. Nothing has hit you. But because of what looks like, nothing is happening in your life, because uh, bringing judgment simply reveals his loving patience toward you. Because he does not want you to perish, but to come to repentance. That's my father. That's my loving father. He doesn't want you. Listen to this. Oh, you haven't been caught. Huh? The one of the terrible things he says, the Bible says in, in Proverbs chapter 6, is to be caught by a husband being with his wife. It's terrible. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6. So probably, I don't know where I'm going there, but the Lord knows better. Probably, the reason you haven't been caught with someone's wife is because he's of his loving patience toward you. Because he does not want you to perish but to come to repentance, he's shielding you. Amen? So, Pastor, I didn't think I was coming for this to church. Yeah, that's what you came for. That's the big announcement. Right there. Now, let me give you another one. Why does he prepare his people? And, and listen to this now. Now, for his coming, he's coming now for, to take away his church, what is known as rapture. So what is he saying? Prepare, prepare, prepare. And, and let's go to Revelation 16, 15. Behold, I'm coming like a thief. Because blessed bless is you who stays awake when pastor is preaching. And teaching the word. 
Blessed is he who stays awake and who keeps his clothes, that is, stays spiritually ready for the Lord's return. So preparedness and readiness is what? Living a blessed life. You you see what I'm saying? Blessed. Because he says, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is you stays awake fast. You're awake. You're alert. You're vigil. And who keeps his clothes? That is, stays spiritually ready for the Lord's return. He's living a pure life. What is he doing? Relying on God's grace. What is he doing? The third one. Watching and the other one is warning others. So what is that happening? Is they are getting ready. They are ready. They are spiritually ready. And they are prepared for the Lord's return. So that he will not be naked. Spiritually unprepared. So to be naked is to be spiritually unprepared. And men will not see his shame. Or sin exposed. That's the mercy and the grace of God, church. Revelation 22, 7 and 12 to 13 says this, Behold, I'm coming quickly. You know, you, you give your life to Christ and, and you, you've heard it for years that the Lord is coming and you think like, oh yeah. That's the way preachers preach. The Lord is coming. Church, accepting that thought is a deception. Because it's contrary to the teachings of Christ. When he says, I'm coming quickly, you better know he's coming. I'm saying this. Even if you're going to leave and and go to the grave, but he's still coming. In all, either that, either he's coming in your lifetime or you're going to live and die. Every one of us, we are called to prepare ourselves for his coming. Church, that is how to live a blessed life. Blessed is you keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And the other one, chapter 12, verse 12, he says this. And behold, I'm coming quickly. And listen to this. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to each, according to his work. In other words, there are rewards of preparation, knowing, living, As if, living knowing that this world is not your home. There are blessings that come uh, come with that. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I think, church, than any other generation that has lived on this earth, we have seen the signs of the Lord's coming and therefore he's preparing his people. Church is preparing his people. Be one of those who are ready and and getting ready for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord is speaking to the churches in the book of Revelation, these words, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, are repeated several times, not because the Lord ran short of vocabulary, but he was and is emphasizing, he was and is still emphasizing now, be alert and heed to divine warning. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Heed that. 
Remember in that book of Revelation, he says this several times to the churches. He was ears to hear, let him hear. He was an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And I want you to be attentive. Listen this. If I stood here in 2019 or, or February 2020, and I could have told you, church, I have seen something very clear. I saw you some things which are blue in color, some black around your mouth. And I've seen planes not landing in JKIA and in airport in the world. And I've seen realized that we will not be meeting for some time. And I've realized there's something I saw them injecting around your arm. Some was written booster. And they kept boosting something in your body, which I don't understand why. But church have seen that they don't want you to shake hands with people. And this is happening soon. Probably some, hopefully no one here. They go, mm. no, I don't think so. But if you took heed of that, would you have prepared? Yeah. Did it come to pass? Listen, there's a bigger one coming. The Lord is coming, and there are some will be left. And I pray you won't be the left, because our, Tina and I and Pastor Carl and the rest of leaders will be gone. We'll be in heaven. So if you are not born again, you can make that decision today to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, you can come right now as I'm preaching, and I'll lead you into the baptist, uh, into, into repentance and receive the Lord. You can come right now. You can just stand up where you are and say, I'm coming now. I want to be, to be found. Ready. Right now. Don't wait. And if you are in a, living in a place, make the, those commitments in your heart. God, I'm not going to continue living the way I've, I've lived. I'm repenting of this sin, and I'm done with it once and for all. Let's go to Matthew 24, 3 to 44. <clears throat> I won't keep you long here today. Maybe if you finish by 3 o'clock, we'll be okay. <laughs> Does that won't be too long. I find Kenya so interesting. Even in, in serious matters of waiting for the results, the election results, they are funny clips. I mean, I don't care about any other country, what they think about us. We are a good nation. We don't take things too serious. Let's go to Matthew 24. Let me read it from, I think I'm reading from the New King James Version. Pay attention to these words. Matthew 24, verse 33 says this. So, you also, when you see all these things, he's talked about several things here, know that it is near, see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. As surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. That, that's, that's Jesus speaking. But on that day, look at verse 6. 
On that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, by my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also shall be the coming of the Son of Man, of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. In other words, everything was going on as normal. People living out their lives. Until Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. People will wake up one day and the Son of Man will appear and the rapture will take place and people will be taken home. Believers in Christ, those who are awake, Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and the other left. So if you are walking with someone, and all of a sudden you can see them, and there's no bush around, know that you've been left. Better be alert. Or you wake up in the morning, the bedroom door is still locked, and the key is inside the room. And your wife is not there. She's gone. And you check if he's in the room, the, 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 the washroom, and you check and she's not there. And you find her pajamas on bed. She's gone. You've been left. That day will happen. Be, get ready. And he says this. Two women will be grinding on the, at the meal. One will be taken and the other left. This one probably nowadays, since they don't grind at the meal, two will men will be at the washing basin at the salon. One will be taken and the other will be left still being washed. <laughs> and if they close their eyes the way they close their eyes, even the salonist has gone. <laughs> and the water is running. <laughs> that will happen. We may joke around it, but that's the truth. Those are the words of the master. That's what will happen. So in the salon. Okay, now just <laughs> look at the other one. He, he goes on to say this. Watch therefore. Be attentive. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But do you know what he's saying right now? Prepare. Prepare for eternity. Prepare, live like one whose citizenship is in heaven, not the one who's rooted here on earth forever. Because even if you think so, that day will still come. Hitler thought he was going to be a ruler forever. Not one of them. Many kings have come and left. And God still remains the same. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Look at verse 44. Therefore you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Listen to what the Passion Translation says of the same scripture. It says this. So always be ready. Alert and prepare. Are you seeing that? So always be ready. When? Always be ready, alert and prepared, because at an hour when you are not expecting him, the Son of Man 
will come. Be ready, church. Be attentive. Don't take the things of the spirit as, you know, that's what we do. But be attentive. Live a life of prayer. I was thinking about this. I asked the Lord, you've heard me say this, many of you. Uh, I asked the Lord some years ago, Lord, how can the realm of the spirit be a reality to me? I asked him. And this is what he told me. Take my word as the roadmap. The realm of the spirit. Secondly, rely on or be, co- be, be aware of the Holy Spirit indwelling you, in you. Be conscious of him. He will give instructions like what you saw that they, they open in scripture. He will show you things to come. He will speak to you prophetically. He will prepare you. He will prompt you. And then the third one he gave to me was pray much in the Holy Spirit. And the fourth one that I got in 2020 during the lockdown is a praise, thanksgiving, praise, and worship. We'll have that atmosphere of heaven around you. It's an open heaven. It can be around you all the time. And then I thought, pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. I thought, I was thinking some thoughts here in preparation for this. Why is it to so many believers the realm of the spirit is not a reality? To so many believers. One of the reasons is this. Remember the four things I've told you. But one of the reasons is this. They hear what is being spoken, but they don't go back and meditate. You meditate and meditate on the scripture, you muse, is that the right word? Musing, the scripture, you meditate, you mutter it, you speak and speak until that word becomes a reality in you. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of his word brings light and it gives understanding to the simple. You meditate and meditate. You think on that word. What was pastor saying? Why does he say this? How am I supposed to prepare? And you keep meditating. And you keep meditating. And sometimes you're just praying in the Holy Ghost as you're meditating. How am I supposed to prepare, Lord? Until it becomes a reality inside of you. Until that realm becomes real. Light is in your heart then. Let me say something here. You start seeing things in the spirit. And when you start seeing things in the spirit by the Holy Spirit, because of the power of the word of God, when you start seeing things by the spirit, you'll be awake. Many people don't meditate, so words don't mean anything to them. But you'll meditate until the word becomes a reality in your heart. And when you start seeing, let me give you an example. For personally, when I, I go to the scriptures, an example, in the book of Revelation, I go many times. 
right into the presence of God. I'll just start looking at the scripture now, or I can just start saying, and, and the, the, the spirit of the Lord say, come up here, and I'll show you things to come. And I'm, I've closed my eyes, and I start thinking, the book of Revelation says this, and his eyes, and I saw, I turned and I saw him behind me, and his eyes were like flames of fire. I'm seeing that with my eyes. My spiritual eyes. What is that? I'm seeing according to the word of God. It's not any vision I'm creating myself, but I'm meditating on those words. I'm seeing the face of Jesus. Like the flames of fire. His face like the sun shining in his full strength. His hair as white as snow. And I see him. How he's dressed. Around him there's a, uh, there's a breastplate of gold and with a long gown and I see his feet like fine brass and I hear his voice like the sound of many waters oh father I worship you my master you're so good thank you for loving me thank you for loving me I worship you I can feel his presence just doing that. And then you go that Revelation chapter 4. And it's says saying, then I saw the one seated on the throne was like a jasper. And he said, Mary, Lord, show me what's a jasper. Show me. How is it? How does it look like? And you see the throne. And you see the rainbow around his throne. And you see the four Living creatures. One has a face like of a man. One like of a lion. One like a lamb. One like a flying eagle. And you're seeing that. And you see the sea. The, the glass of sea. Uh, what? Sea of glass. And you're seeing that. And you're thinking. And you're, oh, holy. 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 Lord. God. Almighty. Who was. Who is. And who is to come. Holy. Holy. There'll be reverence in your heart. I mean, this is what will happen. You'll go prostrate. Many people have not been touched by the fear of God because they haven't exercised their spiritual senses. They are dull. They are asleep. They're in slumber. Wake up. Wake up. Many people are sleeping. Many believers, they're sleeping. God, uh, God is calling his people, church, to wake up. There is his presence. And then when you start singing, I hear the sound of heaven. It means something to you. Like the sound of many waters. Now it means something to you. While the other one is there and they have no idea. They are cries of adoration and they have no idea what that is. They haven't seen. Let me say something about your spiritual eyes in comparison to their natural eyes. Through meditation. Now think about in the spiritual eyes when you see something in the spirit and you've seen it by the Holy Spirit guided by the word and the spirit you will never doubt it. Never. In the natural Deacon Daniel Joga is here. Now he's uh, 12, 
12, about 12 minutes to 12, on Sunday morning, on the 14th of um, August, I'm looking at him. I have seen it, him. If we met with you tomorrow, someone tomorrow and tells me I was with Deacon Joga at 12 o'clock in town and I saw him, he was doing this and this and this, I won't believe them. Why is that so? I saw him. Meditation opens your spiritual eyes so that you may see things in the spirit and you'll never doubt them. In fact, when you see something, I said some weeks ago during Wednesday prayer service, when you see something, you're sure you saw it. But sometimes when you hear something and someone tells you like, but this is what you told me or this is what I had. You, many times, sometimes you may say this, oh, maybe I didn't hear right. You can doubt your hearing, but you cannot doubt what you have seen with your eyes. God wants you, wants you to meditate concerning your life, concerning his purposes, so that you may see things by the Spirit and know them by the Spirit and prepare the way he wants you to prepare. Or else you can hear words spoken over and over again, but they don't mean anything because you've never taken those words to meditate upon them. Meditation is an art which enables you to walk in the realms of the Spirit. That's what distinguishes spiritual men. One of the keys that distinguishes spiritual men and women and carnal men and women. Did you get something out of that? I hope you heard that by the Spirit of God. Now sometimes it grieves me when, when, when there's true worship in the house. But some are just indifferent. It's like, okay. When are they finishing? Because you're out. Oh, okay. Maybe that person didn't come to church. Look at your neighbor. Are, you, are they talking about you? I don't think so, though. But if it is, please repent. <laughs> All right, let's go quickly over here. Now, listen to this. Let me say something here. Uh, you have to watch it again and listen to the message. Because I don't think I'm going to repeat it. When believers in the body of Christ understand that their citizenship is in heaven, they will start taking their place in the heavenly realms. The devil doesn't want that. What is that place? It's a place of authority. And as the body of Christ, we are supposed to be operating from this realm of authority. We're supposed to be operating that way, from the realm of authority. As we increase in revelation of all what the Lord has done for us, it is a sign of great preparation for the ultimate rapture of the church. Why is that so? He's coming for a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle set apart for God. He's not coming for a sick, weak church. He's coming for a glorious church. So listen to this. The latter end of the church is greater and better than what we're experiencing now. Days are going to get better and better for the church of Christ. You better get ready and enter in into that life of authority and power. It's going to get better. Devil will never have an, the devil will never have an upper hand. 
No, no, no. It's going to get better and better and better at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And listen this. You better get strong in the Lord. You better get right into the word. You better get in the spirit of the word of God. You better keep growing and you become better and better. And you realize even some things you've had in the past, they just fall off you. Addictions off. What follows? The glory of God. Here comes the glory of the Lord. Yeah. Listen to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 23, 24, the Passion Translation. Now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely whole. And may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Your spirit being, you have a soul and live in a body. And God wants your, your, go back there please, your spirit to be whole, completely holy. And may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. That's what he wants. And look at this, what follows. This is go- these are good news here. This is good news right here. The one who calls you by name. Come on. Personalize it then. The one who calls me by name, Davis. Is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in me. Say it again, please. Put your name there. The one who calls me by my name, Davis, is trustworthy and he will thoroughly complete his work in me. I thought you were going to shout after that. Come on, do those words mean anything to you? That's the faithful one. Praise God. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. He knows what to do. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Don't live a life just as a natural person. Live a life of purpose in Christ. And the one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. Let me show you something of the the statements that I've made here. Concerning the appearing of the Lord... As, as, as we draw near, those who are awake and those who are pursuing the Lord, they are going to experience, listen to this, realms and realms of his glory. Realms and realms of his authority. Realms and realms of his blessing, prosperity. I'm telling you, that is available. I see it. And I can show you from the scriptures. I've meditated on this and prayed, but I can show you from the scriptures. And I'm giving you a type of, a type of a rapture, which was Enoch. You're ready to learn some things from Enoch? Sure. Enoch is my brother. He was raptured before time. That's something. Now look at this. Um, in, in, in Genesis 5, 22, 24, the amplified version This is what is going to happen. This is what is going to happen for those who are preparing and will hear the voice of God to prepare. Enoch walked in habitual fellowship. Say habitual fellowship. With God. How many years? 300 years after the birth of Methuselah and had other sons and daughters. He, he He just kept walking with God. 
habitually as a habit you know like they always say you know that guy is a habitually liar have you ever had that ladies have you ever had someone who's a habitual liar okay he came and told me he was going to marry me and then he told the same thing to my friend he's a habitually liar but let's turn the other side of the coin this is bad this brother is a habitually follower of the lord you go around you meet with him and there's a presence around me and he told me he was going to get married to me and he never gave out his word to anyone else except me i thought, I thought lady is going to say amen amen pastor that's him look at this enoch walked up in habitual fellowship with God 300 years and after the birth of Messiah and other other sons and daughters look what follows next and pay attention to this and in reverent fear and obedience mark those words in reverent fear and obedience Enoch Enoch walked with God and he was not found among men Because God took him away to be home with him. Wow. Can you imagine that he's been walking, you know, Enoch and he walked with God and, and one day, habitual fellowship with the Lord, he was not found among men. If you put lost person, a, sign, a post of lost person, you put everywhere, you'll not find Enoch. Enoch went home. You don't found his body in any morgue. He went home. But before then, go back to that verse 22. Is it 22? Before then, look at this. This is his preparation for what was coming. He walked in habitual fellowship with God. What is Oh, I'm going ahead of myself. But that was his preparation. Walked in habitual fellowship with God and the, the what follows next and in reverent fear and obedience Enoch walked with God there is that reverence familiarity is such an obstacle from receiving from the one who has something to give to you familiarity is such an obstacle God can be in the house and you cannot receive anything from him because you have not known these qualities reverential fear and simple obedience he can tell you as you are, we are singing a song i want you to kneel down and you still insist no sister so and so will see me what has anything to do what god is telling you what does it to do with sister so and so i want you to go to the front and dance No, nah, I don't think so. Not me. You don't know the position in I have. But right there, that's disobedience and with no reverential fear. Listen, Jesus spoke, there was the power of God to heal them, but they could not be healed. Was Jesus in the house? Yes. Let me tell you something. Here in this house, Jesus is in this house his power is present whatever your need is you can partake of it 
by faith. You have to have that reverence inside of you. There's the fear of God inside of you and obedience. Let me show you something here, what the church is supposed to be doing. First Peter 1.17, a scripture that we read some weeks ago. I think I'm coming close to winding up. Let me encourage you so that you don't turn your mobile data on. All right, we're about to. Now, now look at this. Remember, remember what, what some of the qualities that, that Enoch had was what? He walked in habitual fellowship with the Lord, and he had what? Reverential fear, and he had what? Obedience. Those are qualities that the Lord is looking for his, from his bride, the church. And for me as an individual believer. Now look at this. And if we call upon him as your father who judges each one impartially according to what he does, then you should conduct, or this is your lifestyle, yourself with what? True reverence. That you should have, church. There's reverence inside of you. There is a fear of God inside of you. You just don't take the things of God lightly. That's a big aspect of preparation as the church. You just don't take the things of God lightly. And can I tell you another thing? You just don't take the church leadership lightly. You don't take your pastor lightly. You know the reality is this, um, which I think, if, if, if you can listen to, that, to the pastor and you attend that church, look for another church. If you can respect, in other words, Am I supposed to be respected in the local church? Yes, I'm a pastor. And if you consider me, I'm your pastor. Say, oh, now, pastor, you're starting asking for respect. No, I'm a pastor. If you count me as, you count me as your pastor, you should respect me as your pastor. So if you don't respect me, then you need to look for your pastor whom you can respect and own. You're in the wrong place. You can as well shout amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. I said, Pastor, here you demand respect from us. Why not? Why not? But listen to this. You give it out willingly. But if you can't and you despise and you just, I don't care what Pastor David say, I just don't believe it. Fine, look for a pastor, your pastor. I'm not your pastor then. Because I won't tell you anything. Uh, I'm using a word. I don't know if that is a derogatory or something or, or something that's crazy. I won't tell you. I'll go back to the word of God. Why? Listen to this. I respect and honor you not to ever play around with your life. You are too significant to the Lord. I will never play around with your life. Tina and I will never come playing around with your life. No, you are so important. Jesus paid the price for you. So what will I do? I will always respect you. Why? I respect you. First, as a believer in Christ. Second, you are a member of our church. I respect you. So I'll get my respect. Ah, seriously. I do. Hey, we pray for you passionately. What I play around with your life. I mean, many of you meet with you and they say, so how is your mother doing? How is your sister so and so doing? How is your, what about the uncle you talked to me about? You became members of our family. Why would I take you for granted? Can I tell you something? You're closer to me than even my natural family. I'm with you all the week, spending time, thinking, what are we supposed to do? Praying. Why would I not honor you? Why would I not respect you? So you always have my respect. 
As for the Kimoris, we'll always respect you. We'll always pray for you. All right, so why, why did I get into Daniel, you're the one causing these problems, brother. <laughs> now, let me go back into this. So, so listen this. The, the part of what? Reverence, true reverence, that's very important. Throughout the time, so I'll say it again. The qualities that were in Enoch, we see what? He habitually walked with the Lord, in fellowship with the Lord, and he had what? Reverential fear, Reverential fear and obedience. This is what the, the, the Lord says to us, writing by Apostle Paul, uh, Apostle Peter. He says this, and if you call upon him as your father who judges each one impartially according to what he does, then you should conduct yourself with true reverence throughout the time of, of your temporary residence on the earth, whether long or short. Have that reverence. Whether long or short, have that reverence. Is that good? Do you see the connection? Now look at this then. Let's let's bring it to a close. Galatians 5.16. I can say so many things here, but let me wind it up. That I may not lose some of you. Protest. Want to go listen? Now you are of heaven. Your mind is in the Lord. Amen. Now look at this. But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Go back to how Enoch walked. Go back, please, at where Enoch talks about Enoch, and then we come into that. So I want you to see. This is very important. As I finish. Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God. I think that should be God the Father. All right? God... He walked in habitual fellowship with God. Did you see that? Okay, go to Galatians 5.16 then. But I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. What does he say? You can have the same walk that Enoch had. And you can walk even a better walk because the Holy Spirit has come to indwell you. You can live a high life. Higher. Higher. <laughs> Do you remember when, uh, was it Marty? When she was small, we went to Brackenhurst. And she was small and you're pushing her. You know, the, what do you call that? Seeing. And she kept saying, higher. Higher. <laughs> that higher. So Marty, this is now the true higher. Higher life. Higher. You can live a higher life. High life. But I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will not, you will certainly not gratify the cravings and the desires of the flesh of the human nature without God. Listen this. People say like, you know I'm addicted to this pastor. You know I've tried this but I'm addicted to this. I'm addicted to this. Listen this. Five pounds won't, won't help you. Walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. You'll find those addictions are gone. I like my freedom. I like my freedom. Listen to this. I can wake up in the morning to decide whether to take a cup of tea or not. It's me to decide. 
This is freedom. Walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? How do you do that? You want to know? Now, this is what I'm saying. This is what I wanted to say. The more the church gets into the renewing of the minds in responsive to the Holy Spirit, and we are walking by the Holy Spirit, the closer the day of his coming draws. Why is that? Uh, What will happen? We're spiritually awake. We know he's here. That's very important. Now listen to this, the, the Galatians, uh, Galatians 5.16, uh, I already say that, Romans 8, 5 and 6, quickly. <clears throat> Romans 8, 5 and 6. As years ago, I was struggling with a certain thought over and over again, and I asked the Lord, Lord, why am I having this thought? And he said this to me, walk in the spirit. And you shall defeat the devil. I say, I know that's a scripture, but it doesn't say you shall defeat the devil. I know that is in Galatians 5.16. It says that's exactly what it is. If you walk in the spirit, you have an upper hand. Against the lust of the flesh, the lust of wise, and the pride of life. And what is that? It's a place of authority. Jesus kept his authority he was tempted with the same. In Matthew 4 and Luke 4, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But listen to this. His answer was, his answer was, it is written. His mind was on the eternal word of God. Now go quickly there in verse 5. Verse 5 says this. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds of Said for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, listen to this, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and purpose. That's the difference between walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. I did a series concerning that, I think several years ago. You can check it out. But then, then the way to walk in the spirit is a mindset. And that's why renewing of your mind is critical. Look at verse 6. Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. I say in this, I put it in this manner. The root to active sin is a way of thinking. If you want to change the fruit, you go to the way you think. If you're allowing lustful thoughts in your mind, you'll act ultimately. But if you take care of those lustful thoughts by going to the word of God and set your mind on that word of God over and over again, you'd have changed the fruit. You realize you are not struggling with lust. But, Pastor, I'm struggling with lust. What do you do? Do you watch movies? I do. I like those light night movies. That's what he's feeling. Gratifying the flesh. Yeah, you know, the Romans. You know, there's no, nowadays the one they call Romans, I mean, we had to come out of Netflix. So like, what is this for? I'm paying every month. 
to have all these of gay film and, 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 and lesbianism. And, and that's what they, you try, you think it's a nice documentary, they bring something to do with the lesbianism and all that. I said, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to pay for this. I told Tina, we are going to suspend this. She said, what? Yeah, let's, yeah, not fine. I did. Do you know the emails I've received since then? They do the image with crying a tear. Like, Davis, we've have, we have a lower package. Just, I don't care for your lower package. I'm going to subscribe again. I'm not going to do that. You understand? And, and people feed on that and keep feeding on that and keep feeding on that. And they start acting out what they have been feeding on. If you've eaten chicken, you'll belge chicken. You want Belgium duck? You understand? <laughs> so if you've been eating chicken, that's what you'll belge. But listen, if you've been feeding your life with uh, whatever is being given the media, you take every lie as the truth, that's what you'll be, you'll be belging. That's what you talk, and that's the way you live, because it will affect your thinking. I'm preaching good, but you're not responding. Look at this. Now, the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues it. But the mind of the spirit is this. Listen this. Whatever happens, even in these elections, whatever is happening, the mind of the spirit, what is that? The mind set on the word of God is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, now and forever. That's what I want. Say the spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God now and forever. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a spiritual well-being. That's what walking with God, do you know what will happen? You'll be so prepared and you have that spiritual well-being. You'll not have any kind of, oh God. The MCA lost. The one I thought was going to win. The MP was the farthest. The women rep, they chose this other one. God of heaven, the governor was the last. Look out. The president. kind of drama. You have your mind set. You know your citizenship. You are looking for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. What are you doing? You're preparing. You're feeding on the word of God. What is happening? You're strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. So your pursuit. Hallelujah. As long as we are on this earth, the church, hey, the affairs of this nation will be in place. It may look like the devil is winning sometimes, but listen, we are here. We are here. We have the authority in the name of Jesus. When I some weak thing being here, we are the force in this universe. The body of Christ is a force in this universe. Listen to this. Let me give you one key here as I wind up. 
very important church, and that in preparation for the coming of our Lord, corporate anointing. Corporate anointing, or like a gathering we have here today, on a Sunday. This is very critical in preparing for the Lord's coming. Corporate anointing. There are things, there are experiences, there are aspects, there are graces that you'll never receive being alone. They can only happen when you are together. Don't forget that. One of the effects of COVID-19 to the universal church of Christ is that many believers have not seen the need of coming back to church. And some watch online and never want to attend in-person meetings. Do you know what that is? It's a deception. And I'll be speaking some things regarding that because one of the characteristics of the age that we are in is deception. Many people are deceived. They no longer see the need for the church. And I say, if the church was there, why did it happen in 2020? Oh, really? Many things have happened since the church has been there. But fools have come and gone, and Jesus is still the head of the church. That will never change. It's becoming stronger and stronger, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's an anointing and presence, let me say it again, and encounters that you can only experience in gatherings like this. Like this one. Finding a church that you can fellowship with other believers in the spirit of faith is critical for your preparation of the coming of the Lord. Critical church. Attending church meetings, you know, whatever church meetings that you are called to attend should not be priority 22. Should be the priority. Why is that so? There are things that happen here, church. The things that have happened in your life, even since you've gathered here at 10 o'clock, from 10 o'clock, this direction, the people who've received instruction, they know what to do now. I wish I would say for everyone, of, to everyone, everyone is so. But again, to the level you've received. God will work with that. Um, Hebrews 10, 25, the Amplifier says, stand up on your feet, please, as we read the scripture. And I can have the team back over here, please. Uh, the uniform that they have has nothing to do with any party, okay? <laughs> we belong to Christ, okay? You see their uniform? They're not making, they're not making any, any, any point. In fact, they have mixed them, you understand? But in either way, we're in faith. So the blue is not like the blue is too much. Nothing, nothing. Don't get offended at this thing. <laughs> Let's read uh, Proverbs, uh, Hebrews 10.25 together. Listen this. Let's read it together. Not forsaking our meeting together... As believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more faithful, as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. Is that critical? Yes. We need to gather together. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Did you receive something out of this? And just thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and oh, he's with you. Just worship him. Hallelujah. You deserve the glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You just worship him and let him speak to you about the preparation and the repentance that you need to make in his presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know what he's dealing, he's dealing with in your heart. Thank you, Lord. Father, you've said it, and I believe you are saying it even with a sense of urgency that the Lord's return is near. Lord, have given me the responsibility of pastoring your people. I'm asking you and I release the Holy Spirit to convict of sin, of righteousness and judgment. And to work in the hearts, in the heart of every single person. To bring them into true repentance, a change of thinking. Humbling ourselves, Father, to obey you and to obey your word. Spirit of the living God, thank you for your help. For godly sorrow brings forth repentance. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and continue speaking to him. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over your people's lives. Thank you, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for your grace.